The Federated States of Micronesia has opened its international borders despite a worsening COVID-19 outbreak. So far, two states, Ponape and Kosrae, are dealing with COVID-19 community transmission, but Chuk and Yap are yet to report outbreaks. President David Panuelo over the weekend sought to reassure leaders from the two COVID-free states that measures would be put in place to protect citizens. However, he's ruled out a full COVID lockdown. I'm joined by our Marshall Islands correspondent, Gif Johnson, who's been keeping a close eye on things in neighbouring FSM. Kia ora, Gif. Tell us more about the situation. Well, as of Monday this week, the FSM borders are now officially open. And this is actually by law. The Federated States of Micronesia Congress passed a law establishing August 1 as the official reopening date after two and a half years of border closure. And so the president then is has uh, uh, done a President David Panuelo did a, a a speech to the nation. It was pre-recorded and broadcast, uh, just talking about the whole situation. And the the really interesting thing is is because the Federated States of Micronesia is four states, so you have two states that now have COVID running wild, right? Kosrae and Ponpe, the capital, and two of the states, Chuk and Yap, which are still COVID-free. So they're really nervous about border opening. And so it's it's complicated. But the fact is, it's a law, right? It's a law mandating August 1 opens. It's not a decree that somebody can just go, well, we made a declaration, let's change it. And so that's what the president said, because in response to, to the announcement this past weekend that Monday this week, they were opening the borders. The Chuk governor said, well, he, he wanted, he requested a delay until maybe November when they think their hospital renovations will be done so that they're at full capacity for hospital services. And, but, you know, November, who knows when the hospital would actually be done. But, but President Panuelo essentially said, we can't do that because it's the law and the president can't override the law. So what's taken place then in the several days after this is a big negotiation, the president and his cabinet meeting, and then responding to the Chuk governor, the Chuk governor coming back. And, and what, they've, what they've come to agree on seems like that Chuk is going to maintain a two-week quarantine in-country, right? No quarantine coming in. I mean, no quarantine outside. You just have to test negative and have have vaccines and all that. Uh, But two weeks coming into Chuk and also limiting the number of flights this month. So they they're you know they're working out dates. Okay, we'll have a flight on this date and this date and so many passengers. So so it seems like Chuk is getting some accommodation in all of this in their hope <laughs> to stay COVID free for a little longer. But I mean, in terms of Ponpei and Kosrai, I mean it's this is they've confirmed that it's the BA five variant, and it's just like wildfire. And I remember this outbreak officially got started on July 19, right? Like the wave began rising. But clearly, 
COVID was moving in the community some weeks before this, before it was recognized. I mean, it had to be, right? You don't just suddenly go from zero to 200 cases, three, four, 500 cases in, in a day or two. Um, but in Khosrai, their testing, <laughs> they were at a 75% positive rate of people being tested. Now you think about that, like in, in New Zealand or Australia or US, if you've got like a 10% or 15% rate, you go, oh, my God, you know, the whole, you know, it's like, it's a crisis, right? When <laughs> they were running, I mean, it's not a joke, but it's just like, it shows you small community, how COVID spreads and everybody lives together. You can't quarantine. I mean, yeah, you can tell people stay at home, but they live with 10 people, right? So it's not like you could, you know, like, Maybe in New Zealand, you know, you have an apartment and you can hibernate for a couple of weeks. But in the Pacific Islands, you know, everybody, big houses, big families. It's like one person gets it, 10 people get it. And it's rude to tell people to go away as well. Yeah, how, you, how can you say, sorry, sorry, we're in isolation here, you know, it's so, so that's complicated. And the numbers are kind of astounding, really, like in Pompeii, you figure this is a uh, island of about 20,000 people. And as of July 31, uh, they already had uh, 5,000, over 4,000 confirmed cases in Ponte. So, I mean, you're talking what, you know, 20% of the population. And, and if, if you've got confirmed, I mean, multiply it times four or five of what's really the situation. Uh, now, the, the unfortunate side of this is that the number of deaths have now started to multiply, which is, you know, unfortunately, there's a lag time between these first cases hitting and seeing, you know, the, the really serious problems. So they were at one or two early on. This is July 19. It started. But as of yesterday, uh, they report nine deaths, eight in Pompeii and one in Koshrai. Um, and quite a lot of people, you know, hospitalized. I mean, it's relative, relatively small numbers still, you know, it's like a couple dozen people maybe. Um, but the, you know, the death toll is rising. We hope not, you know, a lot further. Um, but that's, that's how this thing plays out in, in our islands. And I, what I can say is that in the Marshall Islands, people are really watching how this is playing out, not only how it's playing out, but they're looking at the response of the health authorities and how it works. Because just like when Palau had its outbreak in January, February, how it played out was really helpful to, I mean, the, how the response was from the Ministry of Health, what they learned like what they found they did wrong at the outset, how they reinvented their system to address it has really helped to inform health authorities here uh, who are already setting up community uh, plans for these uh, test and treat centers out in like community gymnasiums where you can, away from the hospital, it's like a triage situation where you, you identify people out there, treat them, vaccinate them. And for the really sick people, then you take them into hospital, but you don't allow people to just overwhelm your hospital.